Hey, y'all, it's Orlando. The views and opinions expressed during this podcast episode are those of the co-hosts and guests and not their sponsoring institutions. Now, let's start the show. Hello, Detroit and the world. Welcome to a special episode of Authentically Detroit, broadcasting live from the Zoom platform in partnership with the Audio Wave Network Studios inside of the Stoudemire Wellness Hub, sponsored by the Ford Foundation and now the Skillman Foundation. We are also a content partner to BridgeDetroit.com. I am Orlando Bailey. And I'm Donna Givens-Davidson. Thank you for listening in and supporting our efforts to build a platform of authentic voices for real people on the east side of Detroit. And we want you to like, rate, and subscribe to our podcast on all platforms. We drop a new episode every week, so be sure to turn on those notifications. Today, we are excited to begin a partnership of uh, that, that's new, that is sponsored by the Skillman Foundation that we are calling Vaulted Youth Voices. And so that means every month you're going to hear a special episode of our podcast that is steered and curated by young people that we are working with. And today is the first day of that partnership. And we are excited to welcome young people on to talk about the media outlook on young people here in the city of Detroit, the narrative that the media portrays about young people in the city of Detroit and what our young people have to say about that. So we are welcoming Nashe, Kayla, Donovan, and Jonathan to Authentically Detroit. Hey, y'all, welcome to the podcast. How you doing? Hello. Hey, hey, hey. So Donna and I are super excited to interview you guys uh, because uh, we know that this is something that is near and dear to your hearts and something that uh, you all uh, really, really want to talk about. Uh, but first, before we begin, we like to ask everybody, how is the day finding you? How y'all doing? Uh, Nishe, how you doing today? How you feeling? Um, Me personally, right now, I'm really tired. I've been up since around six o'clock in the morning. I really haven't had my daily nap yet. So it's getting around a that daily time. nap. You get a daily nap? Daily nap, yes. Oh, that must be nice. I don't know nothing about that. Donna, do you get a daily nap? <laughs> I take about one nap a month. And it's right. like really, really crazy. It's like, wow, I'm napping. <laughs> so hopefully you'll you'll sleep, you'll be able to get your sleep soon. I really okay. hope I do because I'm really tired. Like because <laughs> I'm yeah. so used to like being always up and running, but right now, no. Yeah, hopefully you find some energy so that we could, uh, we really want to hear from you about uh, the media portrayal of uh, young people here in the city of Detroit. Uh, Jonathan, Jonathan, how's the day finding you? How are you? Uh, my day going good, actually. I woke up on the right side of the bed. I'm just mad that I ain't gonna lie, I was a little bit late today. That's it, but as far as that, I'm good. Oh, we're happy to have you with us, Jonathan. Kayla, how is the day finding you? How are you? My day going all right. I'm really tired, too. Absolutely. I've been getting up early all week. 
So, yeah. young people. All right, we're going we gonna to figure out how to get these, these daily naps into uh, the schedule. Last but not least, Donovan, how you feeling? I'm feeling good. Uh, I'm actually energetic. I got two dogs. I got a new puppy. So, you know, I got to be energetic. You can't be lazy with a puppy. <laughs> so my day been doing me. Um, my day been doing been going fine. Good. Right, so, that. Um, Go ahead, Donna. You guys had a topic you wanted us to discuss today. Can you tell us what the topic is? Any of you just remind us what you think is important that people think about um, through authentically Detroit Vaulted Youth Voices today? It's most certainly about how us teenagers or us youth are viewed in the eyes of the media and the most people that interpret that media are the older people of Detroit are actually the people, the generation under us that would interpret that media. So it with them interpreting that media, that bad view of us, it will make us feel some type of way about it because that's not how we look at ourselves. Great. So how do you look at yourself? I think most of us Detroit, you, us Detroit youth, we don't look at ourselves as unfortunate or just mm -hmm. less advanced as other people around us or these other school districts around us. Like we know what we have going on, but we usually make the best out of any situation. Wow. I love that. I, I, I want to ask that question to uh, some of the other young folks. Uh, you guys jump in. How do you, how do you, young person from the city of Detroit, view yourself? It's a great question, Donna. Donovan, how well, do you? Yeah. Well, um, me personally, I I don't, you know, just like she said, I don't view myself as to be like a, a, a issued or um, you know, a a problem. I don't see myself as a victim because if you see yourself as a victim to to that degree, you basically saying that the person who is victimizing you is correct in what they're doing. You know, if we see ourselves as weak we, we we aren't weak so we can't see ourselves as weak we can't see ourselves as so unfortunate and unable because we are you know i wake up every day and i'm like i'm me i'm a good person i'm a great person i can wake up and decide to do something great well donovan i have to say i come from a long line of donovans they just gave caught me down because they couldn't find it <laughs> they weren't having a boy so <laughs> I'm relating yeah. to that, though. That's just, that's just empowerment. <laughs> Most definitely. Kayla, Jonathan, what say you? Um, I feel the same way about it. Me, personally, I don't really feel like, you feel me, I'm an outcast or nothing like that. I feel like it just don't take me more and I have to do more to get to what I want to do and what I want to be and show people that I am not, like, an outcast like I can do what they do I can do what others do it just might take me longer and I might have to put in more work but I can still do the same work they can do mm, Kayla I, I I really love that and, and empathize with you on that especially what you're talking about really is finding you know a community where you know differences are celebrated right and we all deserve that community, we all deserve that belonging. Thank you so much for that input, Kayla. Wow, that's amazing. Jonathan, how do you see yourself? It looks like Jonathan may not may not be with us uh, right now. We're gonna try uh, to get uh, Jonathan back. I'm with y'all, I'm with oh, y'all. Okay. There you go, go ahead, Jonathan. 
What was the question? I'm sorry. I'm How getting you, my hair done. <laughs> Our young people in Detroit know how to multitask. Let me tell you, Jonathan, the question is, as a young person here in the city of Detroit, uh, uh, how do you see yourself? How do you view yourself? Uh, like, okay. Uh, like, to be successful in life, basically. Like, to have goals and meet my goals every year and stuff, basically. For real, for real. I love it. You you see yourself through this lens and view of what you aspire to be, and that is to be a successful person, and that yes. is to be a person who meets all of his goals. I love it. Yes. I love it. I love it. So, uh, Nishe, can you talk a little bit about because you you so eloquently laid out the groundwork for today's conversation about. Uh, the media outlook and narrative about Detroit's young people versus what you know to be a reality. Tell us a little bit about what you are seeing um, and how you are interpreting the media's outlook and narrative about Detroit and Detroit's young people. What, how, what, what is it? What is the narrative? What is the Mostly the out? narrative I can say that I see myself is that, oh, we're stuck basically with these Detroit teams with like if you look at that amount of high schools that the, the city of Detroit has and especially the east side you don't see many high schools over here so with that being said with us not having many high schools over here it's like oh what do these teenagers got going on for themselves besides oh sports me com coming from a person that's a, a student athlete myself I personally feel like if I'm not playing sports what do I have to do with myself what what more of me do I have besides playing sports? Being from the city of Detroit, and I feel as if that's the only outlook that they have on us Detroit teams, that they're stuck. They don't have nothing going for themselves. But the only reason they can say that we have nothing going for ourselves because there was nothing put into place for us to have something going for ourselves. On the east side, I can say that I can count on about both of my hands at how many high schools that we have on the east side alone. And with me going to like an exam high school, I'm not even getting that kind of fun. I wouldn't even say funny, but that kind of experience of me to even still have something going for myself. Like with the Eastside Community Network, I had to reach out myself to find something to do for myself that's not getting provided to me. So it's something I have to go seek out for myself to do. Same thing with other teams. It's interesting that you bring up uh, the the student athlete portion, and Donna, I would really love to hear what you have to say about this. Um, you know, the portrayal that you that you were talking about is negative, and the the one thing that I'll tease out of what you said that changes when a student is gifted with athletic ability only, right? We we see then a, a change or shift in narrative to celebration because we have you know, and a person who knows how to run across the field, throw a football, dribble a basketball. Is that what you, is that what you are saying? Um, It's to a sense, that's what I'm saying, because what I'm really trying to put with the student athlete perspective is that if you're not a student athlete, what else do you have going on for yourself? Like you yeah. really have to seek out something else besides sports to keep something going on for yourself. Hmm. I, I think these are historical narratives though. The historical narrative about Black people is that we are strong physically and weak mentally, that we are not as intellectually capable or emotionally stable as white people. That's the, um, the, the narrative that justifies slavery, 
and that justify Jim Crow and other types of racism in America. Um, and right now, I think, you know, people say they're colorblind, but I think that the whole evolution or the, the elevation of test scores, for example, standardized test scores as a measure of intelligence and effort and achievement has really um, made everything worse. Because now when we say, how is a student doing? We wanna know what their standardized test scores are, knowing that there's race bias in the test scores and also imbalance in how we invest, invest in education. So we're not seen, Detroit students are not seen as intelligent as students in other communities. Do you think that that's an accurate assessment or do you think I'm off base? Um, Donovan, Jonathan, Kayla, jump in. I definitely agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly because, you know, um, one thing about like, about like how we are represented and how, and what we see of our own people and what other people see of our people is like, like you said, we, we usually don't see, or we usually don't even get to get the opportunity to like show black people in other fields, you know, the the primary fields that they that we see black people in is either rap and music or a athletic career you don't get to see at least mainstreamly you don't get to see doctors artists and uh, other types of careers and choices that you can make and i think that that is very important i think that children should know that it is not a one and go you know it's multiple avenues that you can go to and it's multiple ways that you can find yourself. You can you can choose to have a job that you actually enjoy. You don't have to try to strain yourself to be what is perceived to be a good job. People, yeah, like children need to learn that they can be a doctor. It's nothing embarrassing about not being a basketball player. They can decide to draw things all day. They can decide to do paintings. You know, one thing that comes to mind is um, this idea that school makes people intelligent. Like God did not make you intelligent. You were not born intelligent. If you go to this school, it's going to make you smart. And I think of one of the most famous authors, most celebrated authors in the Black community, um, someone like Maya Angelou, yeah. who came from a very non-traditional family whose educational experiences, at least I don't know that she was in college and what she did. And yet she is taught and studied all over the world because God made her what she is. Yeah. Her family made her what she is. Her culture made her what she is. You know, it didn't make her who she was, the going to the right school. And that's a function to me of white supremacy that decides that white schools are right schools or schools that achieve certain metrics that are metrics that are carried by white people tend to be better schools producing better intellects. And yet I found in working with young people, and I'm certain Tanya would say this as well, that there's as much brilliance happening inside of our Detroit public schools as anywhere in the world. And we just need to recognize it and reward it and let people know you can do whatever you wanna do and don't let where you go to school or where you live define your limits. Um, do you feel as though when people talk about your schools that they look at your schools as being inferior to the rest of the state? Need of course. To jump in there. Of course. Um, I go to East English Village, so it's it's only magnetized at that school. Um, because the only time that you really see us 
in the media, it's usually bad rip and it's just bombardment of bad rip on bad rip. And um, there is, I would, I personally believe that if you see something and all you hear for, about it is bad and bad and bad, there is no way you can get a good outlook of it. Mm. Especially, especially if you have no, um, you have no interactions with it at all. The mm. people who look, the people who watch the news and look at certain things and just see it on the news, they never come to see it. They never get the experience of it. So all that, all that they see is bad, bad, bad. And they say, man, you know what? That's bad. And that's not the reality. It's good and bad and everything. And the good should be shown. Yeah. So people aren't okay, really well, taking the time should be to... shown. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Donna. Kayla, what are some good things that we should know about your school? You're at King High School. Oh, yes. So good things for, well, I don't really know if we're due to COVID, but a lot of good things that we do got coming out is like me being a senior. Personally, we have a lot of people in the building and in the school to help us with colleges and scholarships and making sure, you know, seniors' grades on track because a lot of seniors at the beginning of the year wasn't going to graduate. So they brought extra people in to help us get our grades right and get to where we need to be so we can graduate. So that's some good things about King High School. That, that, that the school is resourced uh, enough to help, you know, advance with the aspirations of of the students and you know donovan also love what you were saying about um what the perception is and how that perception can be dismantled if people would just take an extra step to come and just meet meet you and, and see what's happening i you know uh, uh uh donna referenced um Tanya Aho, and I want to bring her voice into the conversation. Tanya Aho serves as the uh, director of youth development at Eastside Community Network, and uh, the the youth department has grown exponentially under her leadership. Tanya, talk a little bit about uh, what you're seeing and how some of the programs at Eastside Community Network is providing an answer to some of these issues that the young people have amplified on the show here today. Um. Well, first of all, I think that the narrative is wrong because I, I believe that um, that we work with world changers. I think there's world changers in this call. I have told you and, and firmly believe we will be marking little circles next to some of these names at some point. Um, so people should remember these names. Um, but I, I um, a lot of the things, it's interesting, Kayla was talking about the college and career things right now because of COVID, Michigan's numbers as far as students going to college are, are have really taken a hit um, in part because, uh, because college is uncertain, but also the process is really complicated. Um, we just finished a FAFSA this week for one of our students, even though we've been working on it since October. Um, and you can't, you can't go to college without the FAFSA, um, but it's, it's complicated. You have to have the right documents, you have to do it the right way. And without, without guidance, um, it's hard to do. And right now, because the students aren't in school, as Kayla was saying, um, it's sometimes harder for them to find that. So one of the things we do, we call it Vaults of Success, but it's our college and career access. But we also, we have a TAC and our students um, on the, the Teen Advisory Council, sorry. I was gonna say, tell us uh, what TAC is. Acronyms are our thing. Um, <laughs> so uh, the Teen Advisory Council often works to 
amplify the way the way voice uh, the voices of the youth. And in fact, um, our last um, sort of public uh, presentation was at the Climate Equity Summit, and the students talked about, um, in particular, Stellantis and the things going on in their community. And the, the students uh, on the on the teen council, in particular from Southeastern. Um, pointed out that although they're right next to Stellantis and, and in my mind, arguably the most affected group um, by the expansion, because they spend six to seven hours, at least when they're in school there, um, no one asked them what they wanted. Mm. They talked to the school and maybe the school officials. And when we started doing the survey, what we found out is they wanted a bunch of things that weren't on the table at all. That nobody thought of. I mean, the one, the number one thing they want, they want driver's ed at Southeastern. Mm. So, um, so I think that um, one of the things we're trying to do is just amplify youth voice so that they're in the places where decisions are being made about their environments, about their futures. I mean, the, the school, you know, has advanced manufacturing and job offers, so that's certainly about their futures. Um, without consulting them, as if they have no thoughts of their own or no ideas or and you know our students their world changes because they do have ideas they know what they want for their own futures um and a lot of times you know we talk about under resourced we don't use the word at risk and um i think one of the things we do first of all because you can fix under resource you can resource them but we should ask students what resources they want and that's one of the things that we're doing because there there is there is a way to get those resources. There's money out there, there's uh, people out there, can, but but I think a lot of times we give them what we think or uh, people make decisions about what is best for youth um, without ever consulting the youth or asking them. And, and, and all of our programming is like that. That's why we have a teen advisory council. So there are people who come to ECN and are offering their services. They come and they speak to the teen advisory council first if they're going to be doing something with our teens and if our team if it's not something our teens are interested in then we don't go that way because because we believe that their voice their voice is important and i'm not 14 anymore and i don't know what a 14 15 year old looks like you know interest necessarily looks like i mean i know from their point of view but i can't just pull that out of my own head or my own experience it's been a long time since i was 14. So we really value their voice and um, are trying to amplify it. I always tell people that my job is to get in the room and then sit, or to get them in the room and then sit down. So, which is exactly what I'm going to go do. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Oh, you know what I would love? I would love for um, Jonathan, what's something everybody should know about your greatness? What are you great at? And what, what should people know about you? Uh, I say that I'm great at being kind, helping people. Like I love like like helping little kids and stuff. Like I love activities. There's a lot of things that I like to do for real, for real. I like to be all in. It's never too it's never too much to know too much for real for real, for me. That's what I say. Okay, Kayla, what's what's one great thing people should know about you? Um, I love, I love helping people. I go out my way to help people. Now that's kind of, that's my weakness and my, my strongest point about me because I help people, but I help people 
that re- I really shouldn't help us. That's because I, I got a big heart for it. I will always be there for somebody, no matter how you do me. I will always be there for you. Don't ever apologize for having a big heart. We are blessed to have big hearted young people in our midst. It's always a strength. And if somebody takes advantage of that, that's because there's something wrong with them, not your big heart. We love it. Um, that's right. Jonathan, what's a great thing people should know about you? Well, uh, I personally, I see myself to be I, I find myself to be able to excel in any creative art that I actually decide to put my mind to. Uh, if if I actually decide that I want to do something and um, I take the time out to do it, given enough time, I will always find some way to succeed. Uh, and um, I'm a very open-minded person. Uh, I'm... I love to know. I love to know. Like I, I always want to learn something new. I always want to be in the know. Um, I'm open to many things. You know, a lot of people say like people don't debate because they don't want to hear an opposing view. But I'm very open to hearing opposing views and actually communicating with people who don't understand what I believe in and communicate because I don't understand what they believe in. That's a gift because I, I wish I had it. I don't. You have to show me some things, okay? <laughs> I'm telling you, I can't. I can't handle the debate. Uh, we're gonna let you close this part out in the shade. What is a great thing that people should know about you? Something I think people should know about me is that I'm real optimistic. I usually try to find the good in everything and everyone. Coming, knowing, going up from where I came from and the family that I grew up in. I found good in everything and every possible situation I've ever been in from bad to my worst, from my worst to my good situations. I already always found something to make out of it. Listen, we'd love to hear it. And that is a perfect button for today's conversation. We want to let you guys know that uh, at least once a month, you'll be hearing um, a podcast that is brought to you and curated by the Vaulted Youth Voices. And eventually they're gonna launch their own podcast and we don't know what it will be called and we don't know what the focus will be. That's up to them to decide. But we wanted to end on the note of our young people knowing their greatness and cascading it out into the mediated outlet like this one. And so today's topic was Media Outlook. And what we are offering today is a counter as a piece of media to what traditional media has had to say about our young people and our young people told you who they were by themselves and for themselves. And so before we get head out, we do a thing, young people, we do shout outs, right? And so we want to give you the opportunity to shout out whomever you want to shout out. Uh, I'll start so you can think about um, who you want to shout out, but my shout outs are to you. Nashe, Kayla, Jonathan, and Donovan, we cannot wait to be in community and in partnership with you. And we so, so look forward to sharing this platform of Authentically Detroit with your expertise, with your voice, and with your experience. Hats off to y'all. Salute. Donna, you got any shout out? I'm going to shout out Tanya. Tanya Aho has just been an amazing um, um, partner in this work. Uh, she loves young people. She um, helps young people, I believe, find their greatness. And when we said we wanted to do this, Tanya was right in there. Well, let me figure out how I can make this thing work because Youth Voice is something that Tanya has championed for the 
almost six years I've been at ECN and just a little over six years that Tanya has been there. So we're blessed to have you, Tanya. Thank you. And also um, shout out to Chanel for joining with us as an intern today and helping um, bring this together. I think Chanel just had to leave, but I really appreciate you. Now, who would you all like to shout out? I'm I personally, you. I want to shout out myself because I'm really happy that I got a chance to do the podcast because I, ever since I was younger, I used to always listen to like waking up in the morning, listening to the radio. I like, I'm like, okay, I want to do something like that eventually one day. Are you going to do it? We can't wait to get y'all in the studio. Any other shout outs? Uh, I want to shout out you all for giving me the opportunity. I want to shout out Tanya and everyone at ECN. I want to shout out my teachers at East English Village. I want to shout out the staff at Legacy Academy, the previous high school that I went to. I want to shout out uh, my art teacher from Legacy Academy, Miss Loomis. I want to shout out my art teacher from middle school, Mr. Hilly. And uh, I want to shout out my family. I grew up with your art teacher, so, you know, I'm glad to hear you shout her out. Um, Kayla and Jonathan. Um, I want to shout out everyone in this quarter today and for y'all giving us the opportunity and chance to let our voices be heard. I want to say thank y'all. We're so thank happy you. to have you sharing your voice. And Jonathan, last but not least, tell us what who you're shouting out. I shout out to y'all, for real, for real. Like y'all did teach me a lot today, a lot, and I'm very thankful for that. All right, Jonathan. All right, there you have it. We will see hi, you next time hi. here. Oh, go ahead. Hi, I'm Jonathan's sister. How are you? We're great. Good. I just love this program. I was just asking him how did he hear about it, and I was hoping I could get my uh, son in it. Well, we we can certainly talk about that. You're live on the podcast, so a lot of Detroiters oh, so are this. No, it's <laughs> perfectly okay, but thank you for listening in. And we want you to catch the wave. We'll see you next time.